Hey guys, what's up? Matt here and James, and welcome to another episode of Coffee is for Closers. We're here in the sort of, let's say like Almost three quarters done, done yeah. studio. We obviously got to have the YouTuber light tubes behind us, but... It's looking nice, dark. Nice and dark. Along. Yeah, that's how they described me in high school. How I like my uh, coffee. Exactly. So, all right, guys, so today's episode is all about closers versus sales professionals, okay? So we're going to be diving into some of the differences, which side of the fence you want to be on, what I think the industry has done to sales professionals, and um, yeah, cue the intro. If you listen to this podcast, you will make your first million within three years. I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of the first episode you listen to. We don't want pikers. We're not here to save the manatees. We're here to make podcasts. You really want this. You listen and review. Put that coffee down. Sales professional versus a closer. Well, I, I think you define yourself based on the course you've done, if you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Maybe you're a high ticket sales professional. Well, maybe nah. you're a high ticket closer. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. HTC so. for life, right? HTC. Seafood Dan. Yeah. Well, I mean. I think closer, right, is a super, um, it has a very negative derogatory sort of uh, connotation to it these days. But I don't, I think the reason for that is like the mentality that was produced by saying, I think inbound, inbound closure yeah. is far more, so like the traffic and funnels, like nomenclature. Sounds better. No, I think it's far more damaging. Why? Because it assumes you only do inbound. What if I'm a, what if they're an out? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Outbound closer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought like closer yeah. is fine. You close deals. I can kind of get that. I thought in terms of nomenclature, right? Like, and so the problem is the label that it gives and then the precedent that it sets. I'm an inbound closer. Like, I only take warm leads. That's Yeah, man, that's a real problem yeah. right so mm. like that's the difference between like sales professionals like if i have a look at like people who i think are sales professionals like a couple people spring to nine first of all jeremy jeremy minor true sales professional even when he's making millions and millions of dollars a year he took he did outbound he, he did cold calling yeah if he needed to he'd go door knocking he had a referral strategy in place like he had his own lead generation mechanisms and what that allowed him to do is create redundancy because he was a sales professional right he took it seriously and if I have a look at someone like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, those are the guys that do the fundamentals well. And if you tie it back to like sales sniper, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? A sniper, if you look at like sort of what it is, is it someone who does the core soldiering is fieldcraft, navigation, and shooting. Those are the three things that make up a soldier, right? Fieldcraft is like how well you can cam and conceal yourself, mm. you know, and how you conduct yourself in the field of battle. Kind of like right? lead aim fire, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's like navigation is obviously being able to get to where you want to go. And then got shooting, which is pretty self-explanatory, right? So a sniper is just an expert in the three main things that it is to be an actual soldier mm. right just an excellent fundamentals that's really what it is yeah, yeah and so if you have a look at someone like you know like kobe bryant it's excellent fundamentals you know um michael jordan excellent fundamentals and all, all that kind of stuff so i think like the whole inbound closer high ticket closer all these things about dudes who just handle warm leads i think like the culture that that permeates is uh, super damaging right? yeah and it goes away from sales professional and moves towards like little baby bird it's lazy that is lazy yeah like 
Michael Jordan is the professional. Luke Longley, the guy that didn't get into his DVD, is the closer, right? Just didn't do the work. Didn't do the work. And he was hated by Michael Jordan for it. Regardless really? of him being a good... I don't even know. They didn't put him on the DVD. He was like, why did you exclude me from this whole thing about Michael Jordan's life? I haven't seen it, so I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But he made a big crap shit about it. Made a bit of about it. Maybe Which is Aussie. what a closer would do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, if you listen to this, or you're watching this, first of all, like, subscribe, comment, hit notification bell, all that kind of stuff. Comment down below if you think that I'm being a, a piece of by saying this, but by all means, it just helps the engagement. But it's like it'll end up like one of our ads comment section. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but it's just like you know, like are you being a closer or are you being a sales professional? Because like I just think like you have a look at other industries that are far more established, right? Like you look at uh, the insurance industry, or you look at even cars, or you look at like how many times have you bought a car and been f inundated with follow up from the guy who you bought the car from? Never. Uh, you haven't bought many cars then. I purposely did not go back to the dealership. Was he a young guy? No. No? Just an old piece of Just at middle age, 35, seems relevantly successful. Rough. 35 middle age. I got 37. Yeah, well, it's rough. Middle age, right? <laughs> it didn't follow me up, so I purposely went to a different dealership to buy the car. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. You want to be followed up. But, like, if you have a look at a lot of the older industries, like, although the way they sell, I think, is outdated, and I think the way that, like, say the coaching and consulting, a lot of the new school, yeah, remote yeah, yeah. closure, all that kind of stuff, the methodologies they use, are, I think, are much better than these old school ones. But those old school guys are more of a sales professional because they have lead generation. They have, like, they go out there and they do the things required to ultimately be successful, even if they are doing it as a numbers game strategy. Totally. It's, it's kind of like like art, right? If you look at, you know, back 10,000 years, we had cave paintings because there was no techniques developed, mm. right? But back then, that would have been seen as the best art. And you move into Renaissance period. It's like, oh, you know, that portrait doesn't look great, but you can see that we're getting progressively better and better. And now these days, people can just, you can go to primary school and you can sketch a perfect picture of someone else because yeah. techniques have been taught over time. But, like, how, how that relates is, like, the sales techniques are getting better and better and better as we evolve as a, a community. We know those old techniques don't work. But the work ethic and endeavor behind that to turn those skills into an actual profession is still mandatory. Like, yeah. just because we learn these new skills doesn't mean we can't throw out all the hard work that yeah. utilizes those skills, right? I think, like, back in the day, people, I, th I think, and I, don't get me wrong, I, could, I could be wrong, but I feel like the value of a lead because leads were harder to come by. Oh, yeah. If you have a look at, like, Glengarry Glenn Ross, right, like, the guy came with a stack of leads and yeah. was like, these are leads. These are the Glengarry leads, right? <laughs> you go get these leads. <laughs> Whereas these says, days, you know, they only want the Glengarry leads. They will not work to get into a position where they get Glengarry. Yeah, like we have, yeah. so we're in such like the golden yeah. age of sales. Oh yeah, right. It's because like, yeah. let's say you're selling, you're selling for a business. Like they have an email list, they have a phone number list, they have lead magnets, they have a YouTube channel, they have a podcast, they have. Like Facebook, Facebook ads, group. they have YouTube Everything. ads, they have LinkedIn ads, they have ability, they have a Facebook group, they have ability to start your own profile on Ten LinkedIn and start doing outreach on LinkedIn on behalf of your company. Like, you can do that. Yeah. Social um, platforms everywhere. Yeah. Right? And, and so, like, we have, like, most businesses have, like, a super comprehensive spider web. 
Yeah. And even if it's not that many things, even if it's three things, right? That's like two more things than what old school sales guy had. Precisely. All right? they had was a, a card with a name and a number of someone yeah. that asked for a pamphlet on a new property, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have an abundance of leads, yet the whole culture of sales right now has developed to an area where because there is an abundance of them, we don't want it anymore. Yeah. All we want is to for them to filter through, filter through, filter through, to we're in a position where we no longer have an abundance. It's yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah, and I think it's like work. Yeah, I think because um, because I used to pay for my own leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know when we were running the gyms and stuff, like we had to pay for the leads. So yeah. like our perception of like how important that lead was was different because it, like you can imagine if you're a sales guy watching this. Like, comment down below, like, paid leads. If you've paid for your own leads or if you think that you would probably perceive the value of that lead differently and you probably would follow up and you would do or go the extra mile mm. because you've actually paid for it. And so I think, like, that's one of the big differences. There's, like, one, a lack of it's redundancy. The value that people put on a lead. Yeah, yeah, big time. And I think, you know, a sales, a closer versus a sales professional is like, I don't want to be considered a closer. I know this podcast called Coffee is for Closers, yeah. right? This is a bit of fun, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? Good point. Like, <laughs> I just totally like, where's your shit mouth and closes? It's the name. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's fun, but it's sort That's of the whole, yeah, yeah. the whole point is like, you know, that whole era of, of selling. If anything, it, it's a bigger joke. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that, that difference is, like, you know, that sales professional, they, they look at things as their problem, and they put plans in place to make sure that they're always in the best position possible in case any one lead generation yeah. mechanism goes down. And so, like, when I was commissionally closing, like, I was so aware that like I was leveraged against like this dude's ability to get leads or yeah. that dude's ability to get leads. So like I just constantly had a bit of irons in the fire and just developed like a structure where I had a lot of redundancy and I was like, okay, and, and that mm. is what I would consider being a sales professional. It's yeah. like, what are you doing to separate your risk and liability from the business? Well, it's risk management. You know, it's the same yeah. as investing. If you're just a guy who buys a, you know, a Bitcoin, you're, a, you're not an investor. You've got no strategy to hedge against your losses and predict future income. Yeah. You're just a guy who likes investing in the same way that you're just a closer if you take warm leads and have no control over the process for you to turn that into a profession, which is recurring income. Right. Without that, it's a hobby. Yeah. That's totally all it agree. is. Yeah. And so, like, sit, sit down if you're watching this, like, ask yourself and just be like, am I actually utilizing everything that I need to utilize mm. in order to make myself the most successful salesperson possible? Or am I falling into the trap of being an inbound closer or being a, a high ticket closer or being a warm lead specialist? It's like, I hate to break it to me. Warm leads are not very hard to sell. Mm. So yeah. if you only sell warm leads, like you just know that. Good <laughs> and selling. if you sell at yeah. 20%. Then and if you sell, it offers made. But I can totally see why that was put in place and that whole closer, inbound closer, high ticket closer because it's brilliant marketing. It really is. Yeah, it makes it seem really easy. And like the real reality yeah. of, of this is like the average Not easy. sort of commission only sales guy in the coaching and consulting industry especially makes about three grand a month. That's about the average, right? Mm -hmm. 
And we get, we talk to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guys a month, especially because we own Seventh Level as well, which is a sales training organization. So we train salespeople for a living, right? Yeah. And we see it. The average salesperson, three, maybe four grand a month on average. Yeah. And they're being sold something where they think that they can come in, do a six, eight, 12 week training course, and then they can get make quick rich, all this nice. money. Whereas, like, that's not the case. Like, like, let's say you were a brand new sales guy and you signed up to any PQ 3.0, right? Which is like, like you're not going to get to a position where you can earn twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a month in 12 weeks. Yeah. Like, but you're going to be given a really good foundation, but we don't sell it as that. No, no. You and know? here's the thing too, like, that is so easy to sell, that get quick yeah, rich, yeah. right? And if you just think about it, if you're learning from guys that are only selling the easiest thing to sell probably not that good at what yeah. they do. Sales training, I think, is somewhat difficult to sell, but BizOp is somewhat easy to oh, sell. Oh, so easy. Which is right? why we don't do it. Yeah. It's a false well, We've had a lot of conversations yeah. about like being very careful. One of the previous marketing companies wanted us to do a very similar offer to what Traffic and Funnels was doing. Like, nope. And I just said, like, oh, I can't really do it because I can't, I can't with like for us anyway, and again, I can't really speak for their training because I haven't gone through it, but I don't think that we can accurately say to someone that they'll be able to replace your 9 to 5 income in no. 8 to 12 weeks. No, like maybe in their training they can, right? It's fine. That, excellent. Yeah, but like, I, I don't believe it's going to be the norm. So like no. I'd prefer not to say it. So I was like, can we do a similar marketing funnel without saying that? And they were like, no. It doesn't work. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, well then it's, Wait, off the, it's off the table, right? I don't want to be liable for someone else's expectations not being met, whether or whether or not they were talented at yeah, right, exactly. They can be extremely talented and still not get that because we don't know that this job is going to be available. Yeah, that's you know? exactly right. And like, you know, what if you are new and the marketing goes? Anyway, there's so many yeah. variables that that take into account being being successful long term. But yeah, like I just think that um, you know, if you're, if you're closes, right? yeah, if you're if you're treating it like a job and you're not just kind of showing up to lead, like that's why in in, in September. Sorry, like the end of last month, I challenged everyone that we manage and everyone within Sales Sniper, and I would challenge you, if you're watching this right now, I would challenge you to do this exercise, which is where I want you to double your sales in September. Hmm. Right? I want everyone to double their sales. Now- Without asking for more leads. Yeah, will they all double their sales? No, but if they get 15% more, that's a huge result for everybody, right? And so the, how we did that, I was like, you're not going to ask for more leads. You're not going to be given more leads. It's not the way it's going to happen. What you have to do, and I would highly encourage everyone to do this because I did this exercise constantly, was if you have a look at like, okay, I want to make $30,000 in a month. Yeah. I get $1,000 a sale. I need to make 30 sales. Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, I'm making $18,000 a month, all right? And it's like, okay, cool. So I have a gap of 12. Now, like if... In order to get 30 sales, how many sales calls Do I need? Right, need to show up? Let's say it's 60, mm -hmm. right? So it calls it 50%. Okay. To get 60 sales calls to actually show up, how many do I need to book? Let's say it's 70. Yeah. To get 70 sales calls to book, how many, say, triages do I need to do successfully? Mm -hmm. Do I need to complete in order to get that? And in order to get those to be successful completions, yeah. how many do I need to have booked? Yeah. Then, so then from there, and you go, okay, if the number here is uh, 200, right? Then it's like, okay, the that's business can like, provide me. Yeah. The business, well, if you think about it, that's like, say, 50, 50 triages a week, mm -hmm. right? They're only 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. that's it's not, it's not, it's not seven, that big a deal. Seven hours? Yeah, it's not roughly. a big deal. And then if you have a look at 60 sales calls over a month, 
that's only 15 hours a week, mm-hmm. right? So those numbers are all fairly that achievable. You, on an average full-time work week, that leaves you 12 hours. Exactly, right? So that's yeah. a pretty realistic workload. Sorry, a um, week. And so what you do is go, okay, the business can provide me with 135 of those 200 required. I need 65 more. Sweet, I need 65 triages. Okay, so I need 65 triages, so I need to book two and a half a day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you just go, okay, how do I book two and a half triages a day? That's all you got to do. And then you just break it down to that one number and you go, well, if they have a Facebook group, I guarantee you, you could book two to three a day in probably oh, yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're like, okay, cool. Like, Good news because gonna- you have two hours left a day in your full-time work schedule. Exactly, right? So like that's how you do it. And then you're like, okay, am I asking for referrals? Am I farming a Facebook group? Have I done follow-up on my no sales and no shows? Have I done any ascension work, right, to ascend the clients that I sold into a lower ticket thing into a higher ticket mm-hmm. thing? Like, what have I done for follow-up? Have Absolutely. I, have I, you know, exactly, referral. Like, am I, can I call all of the current clients and can I set up a, like, 14-day structure where I hold them accountable to achieve a goal and then upsell them or get a referral or both, mm. right? So, like, there are so many things that you can be doing and all you have to do is sit down and think of it as a problem. And it's that thought process that right there to be like, hmm, what can I do to make more to stop this from becoming a hobby, to take that income into my own hands because yeah. I'm only supplied with X. That whole thought process is what separates a professional from a closer, a sales professional. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we do that on a regular basis. We'll sit back and go, okay. We do it with clients. We do it with Yeah, like how, every do, we, aspect how do we drip every last drop of money yeah. without fleecing people, but be like, what can we do to increase the amount of money here or here or here or here. Like with some of our clients, we've recently taken on equity. Yeah. Right? So now we have a profit share. We have equity. Now we're supplying a lot of strategy and all kinds of stuff for that, and the businesses are growing because of it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, now what we've done is we've now added a profit center vertically integrated into into some of our clients. We've extended the lifeline, the the LVT of that client massively, and and we've done it through a very strategic move. And so yeah. it's the same thing that you would do in business or in closing or in whatever it is. Like when we were in the gyms, we would yeah. go, hey, let's run an internal challenge. Let's charge $47 for it. Mm-hmm. They get access to X and Y and Z. We bring a friend, yeah. we bring a partner, we do all this stuff and we make more money and then we upsell off the back end. And you, you do the same thing like, like in any business. Like one problem could be a lead generation. Another could be acquisition or sales itself. The other one could be retention. You would apply the same process for any three of those. Like if you – like you can even go to whoever you work for. They might have a, um, a spike in um, cash collection, right? You know, they could – so many more people with failed payments, which they're never going to be able to recoup. You could get on the phone with them, try and capture some of those payments and take, take a percentage of take cash Take 10% collection. of all the cash you collect. Yeah, say, hey, I'll do this for you. Are you open to it? i got extra hours. Yeah. Even like – even if you go through and yeah, go like, hey, what's the debtors list? Yeah, give it to me. I'll call. Like, give me the debtors list and give me fifteen percent of all the money that I recover. Yeah, be like, all right, cool. If anyone comes to us, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, be like, okay, cool. I mean, we don't have any debtors, but you know, most businesses do. We just, I mean, if one of our clients, I'm sure we do if we chase up closing code. But I can't. Yeah, not one (laughs) time. But hey, anyone on the team want to want extra cash for free? Go chase up closing code. Yeah. yeah, so like, again, there's always ways to look at it. Like, when we wanted to build this office, you know, and I would say up till now, this office has probably cost $350,000, I would say. <laughs> I'd say 90% of that's on cameras. Yeah. 
camera that you're watching this on right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of microphones, and but yeah, I would say 300. Don't even get used. Not even plugged in. <laughs> just looks good. It's good ones. Yeah, those are great. Um, this is what Joe uses. I actually did a gear review, so look like look out for that. It'll be coming out probably the same week as this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, so like, but we've we've found ways where we do master classes and we'll we'll do things to pay for large projects because yeah. like we don't want to be able to pull out a profit. We want to just do something yeah, to generate yeah. the revenue that we require, and that's always been something that I've always done. Like whether it was like a, a big push when I was a PT, and I was just. I'd be like, man, what can I do? I'd be like, me and my wife would be like, hey, let's run a challenge with a hundred dollar buy-in. I want to go on a holiday. Yeah, wow. and we we'd make an extra twenty grand, and it'd be like, no. sweet. And the guys loved it because they paid a hundred bucks, and we gave them all this extra stuff and some group sessions and a Facebook group and accountability and diets and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And they really enjoyed it. And at the end of it, we have a prize for the winner. But it's like we made money off that, and and so yeah. we would use that, put it aside, use it for a holiday, and that's where like we got a lot of our holiday money. So. I think a lot of a lot of people just you know they don't really spend enough time thinking about the fact that like money or generating more income is just a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah. And like you can ask somebody exactly how to do it, but like my biggest thing is always like just sit down and think about it. Like look at all the opportunities that you have in front of you and just think of creative ways to utilize them because that's how I've done it that's how you've done it that's yeah. how Marco does it like that's Marco's entire job these days yeah. just sitting down looking at accounts and figuring like, out how to monetize find some more money here here and here yeah and then and, and so it's just it's a muscle that you get good at yeah. you know and then it's when you can do that then you can create strategies that like you can employ once a month once a quarter once every six months once a year to generate a specific amount of revenue you know absolutely and then that just becomes part of your system it becomes part of how you operate every month I do this every quarter I do this yeah a professional seeks out ways to improve a, yeah. a closer gets complacent exactly like if you're a business owner and you want a fantastic way to create more cash right you just everyone wants this give us equity I put this in a lot of the business that we work with <laughs> For everyone who pays in full, have a special day. This is a lot for coaching and consulting mm. and all that kind of stuff. Have a special day for everyone who's paid in full. That day is every quarter, right? At the end of every quarter with the, with the two weeks leading up, you call every single client and you collect all the rest of the cash to give them access so to that them. day, yeah. right? We collect so much money doing that. Because you just call up and go, hey, there's a special training. We have a guest here, this, this, and this. It's going to be rad. You only have like $8,000 remaining in your account. If you want, if you pay that off, you'll get access to the training. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sweet. Sounds good. We've got to come to this retreat on a boat. Yeah, sweet. What you're going to buy? Yeah. Hashtag buying a boat. Yeah. Sales. S-A-I-L-S. Anyway, look out. Look out, YouTube. <laughs> Wicked company. We should film yeah. the podcast on the boat. Hey, mate. I'll be doing everything on the boat. I'll be filming some shit on the boat. I'll do that right now. <laughs> I'm going to borrow this camera. After, yeah. I'll bring my own SD nah, card. got too much detail. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you don't film that on this. But yeah, guys. So to be honest, like I don't really we need that. We need to go too much deeper. This could be a nice, quick podcast, like yeah. 20, 25 minutes. I actually like them better. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I try and convince <laughs> many people of that. <laughs> yeah. no, it's better when it's small and skinny. It's good. Funny story. On the weekend, um, my missus bought some... Some ice creams and they'll Cornetto minis. Oh yeah. Right. I was like, oh, if I'm gonna have a treat, I only want like a small one. And I pulled it out. She's like, oh, it's a mini. I'm like, oh, this is mini. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that sucks. Yikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> those of you who don't know, they're about that big. Um, yeah, pretty much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure I want you to comment down below if you think you're a closer or a sales professional. If you do think that you're just a closer and you want to be a sales professional, make sure you go. 
to our Facebook page, the Closing Code Facebook join. Group, where and you can join the Closing Code. It's twenty five dollars for the first week, fifty dollar fifty Aussie dollar dues every week after that. Cancel any time. Has a whole bunch of portal six training sessions a week. If Please you want to go over to Sales Revolution as well, and you want to go really deep into your sales coaching, then you can go into the Sales Revolution group, and you can start to learn about some of the NEPQ stuff and Jeremy Miner and some of the stuff we do together. But those are the two places where you can get the most amount of value and content from us, and also my YouTube. Uh, which is Matthew Ryder. So make sure you check those things out, like, subscribe. Yeah, and if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you give us a sub, make sure you share this with a friend, and make sure you comment down below to let, you know that, let us know that you're enjoying the content. Also, um, let us know in the comments, like the plan that you want to put in place to transition from a closer to a sales professional. Like, what actually is it that you can yeah. do? I might do some YouTube shorts and read them out. And yeah, if we have enough, we'll go into some of the details that we put on specifically on client accounts for our guys to make more money. And maybe we'll share some of the strategies that they've put in place that maybe were successful. Come on, hashtag share if you want me to maybe share some of the strategies that we wrote out together with some of our sales guys to double their commission in September. All right, guys, thanks very much. Bye. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. <laughs>